Welcome to the Wookie Gunners Rebels Chat with your hosts, Jonna Marie, and my wind beneath my wings mom, <laughs> Maria. Oh boy. <laughs> Rebels Chat is a short weekly segment where my mom and I will share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. There will be fangirling and there will be flailing, so let's get started. The premiere of Star Wars Rebels Spark of Rebellion, the one-hour movie special written by executive producer Simon Kimberg and directed by Stuart Lee and Stephen G. Lee, was awesome. My mom and I actually watched it together and we laughed. We got goosebumps. I think I got goosebumps mostly. You always do. <laughs> I do get goosebumps. Yeah. And uh, and we generally had happy feels by the end of it. So before we break down Spark of Rebellion and, and talk about specific scenes and such, uh, what was your general impression, Ma? I really liked it. It, it, it was more than what I expected. In the shorts, I like the introductions of the characters, but to see it all played out together in, in in one episode that it was more than a couple minutes, it was very impressive. I, I really liked it. And again, I have to say, I love the imagery. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't. I really don't know why people are complaining. It's just a different style, and it's. I mean, it might take. I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so it might take a, a while for some people to adjust. But personally, I thought I, I think it looks fantastic, and you'll hear me keep saying that for, for who knows how long. But that's how I feel about it, and I think uh, and everyone should feel that way. <laughs> I'm a Darth Vader in the making. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, to best discuss and analyze the movie premiere, I broke down the 43-minute special into five parts or segments, so that way we don't miss anything. So, in the first part, we see Ezra at the top of a radio tower, looking at Lothal's capital city from a distance. An Imperial Star Destroyer enters the scene, prompting Ezra to leave his home and head out into the city. There, we see some Imperial officers bullying the local merchants until Ezra steps in to stop them and, of course, takes a reward for himself. He climbs up to the roof to investigate Imperial activity when he suddenly feels something peculiar. He finds Kanan, Zeb, and Sabine working surreptitiously and watches as they steal Imperial crates. The chase is on as Ezra tags along to to take some of the material for himself. Kanan attempts to stop him, but evades an Imperial attack, leaving the TIE fighter to follow Ezra instead. Ezra's pursuer is blown out of the sky, and he turns to find the ghost and Kanan. So, what do you think, Ma, the first 10 minutes or so? I love the desert scene. The desert scene? It's sort of like a desert. Oh, you mean like the planes? planes. The planes. I love that. It uh, reminded me of um, Tatooine and Luke with his uncle, where he grew up. So it, it was very cool to see that kind of parallel. You yes, say? particularly I really liked the Ezra and his sort of what I called spidey sense and his ability to sense Kanan. I really yes. loved that. When he did that, it it was sort of like a, a moment there. Like I went like, oh wow, 
it's the force, the forces, and I actually uh, thought it the force is strong with this one <laughs> <laughs> because he 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 felt him. He didn't see anything happen. He felt him, and he went towards his feelings toward towards what his feelings was say he was supposed to do, and that's how he ended up seeing and being in the scene that he got involved in. Right. It, it wasn't because he saw somebody first or he did anything first. It was because of a feeling. Right. I really like that that establishing the force early on and, and just emphasizing the mythology of it all. And then at the very end of that, of the segment that I was just describing, you know, you see this TIE fighter blow up and you kind of feel bad for the guy sitting in there. Like, and, and this is, uh, just so that you know, this is a Y7 rating. So general, so anyone can see this show. But this show really doesn't follow those guidelines, I want to say. No. And then, then, but then it makes you wonder if I were, let's say if I were six or five or six years old, would you let me watch that? Would, would you let me watch Star Wars Rebels? Well, you honestly, you're asking the wrong person <laughs> because I never said no to anything that you guys wanted to see. In right. TV. That, my idea of TV is it has to do with parent control. The, and I'm not talking about the, the computer programs and the buttons that they have put into TV, TVs right. now and phones, where yeah. parents basically live their responsibility to a machine. No, I'm talking about the parent being actually involved, explaining and guiding. If you leave a child to watch certain things, violence, even sex, without guidance, all this ki- all this kid sees is imagery. Right. They 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 have no clue. They make their, they form their own opinion, they form their, their own ideas, and most of the time they're gonna be wrong. Right. But if you're there and you guide them, and you teach them, uh, you were a kid that sometimes when we were watching uh, adult shows, Child you would no. <laughs> you would um, walk away because they bored you, <laughs> it, it, and it wasn't be- because there was not violence or there wasn't uh, things happening. It was because you understood what was happening. And as a kid, it didn't interest you. So you moved away. You left. I was a smart kid, ma. <laughs> yeah, you like your mama. Oh, I'm glad to hear because I don't feel like that right now. <laughs> I'm running on three hours of sleep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I felt like that, that death of that particular you know i guess you could say character even though we don't know him it really it really shows that this show is a different level than what and i know you haven't seen star wars the clone wars but i i was discussing this with a friend of mine where star wars the clone wars is a clone a clone flesh army fighting a a droid army and rarely do you see flesh fighting against flesh so here you do see that you see the rebels who are actual people fighting against, against each other. other people. So it really does sink in the whole war aspect, um, you know, the wars in Star Wars, and it's sad because these people are following what they think is right. 
So you don't know. You, you kind of can't help can't help but feel bad because they're just following orders. But then what? What's the extent? You know, like to what extent to you what ex- follow an order? Exactly, exactly. Like in World War Two, for example, you had soldiers who did these malicious things, but they. I don't know where I'm going with this comparison. <laughs> that there were not. They did not come. They, most of them were farmers. They come from small places and rural areas. So they they really were not soldiers, but they had to follow rules. Right. And they had to make a choice: either my life or somebody else's life. Right. Unfortunately, in war, sometimes that's. That's the bottom line. That's where it comes to. Either I die or the other persons die. And that's a good point. That's yeah. that that's basically what the rebels are thinking. If we don't, you know, get out of here yeah. and defend ourselves, exactly. we're the ones who are who who are gonna die, die. who are gonna yeah. be destroyed. But then yeah, and then there's that whole they know that they're doing right, but the other people think they're they're doing right as well. So it's a clash of ideologies okay. and but the um, the point I was trying to make and I'm trying to get at is that ultimately it's not about whether I'm right or I'm wrong. It's about what is the right thing. And, and you have to have a moral compass for that. Right. And this is where I, 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 I love the the fact that they, to me, the, the, the clones and right. the, the Imperial Guards, they sort of sound stupid. <laughs> no, mommy, don't say that ever again to me. Oh, my God. No, the clone troopers, Ma, you need to watch the show. No, don't. don't. Wait, wait. They, <laughs> you they, don't have to an me, opinion they, they, the they, show. They look, they, they look like that and, and they sound like that. And the, it goes towards the, the, the fact that. They have no 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 moral compass. So no, they can, no. So that's why it's easy for them to follow. I rules. think no. For okay, so we need to create a, a, a the clone <laughs> the Clone Wars chat so we can watch um, Star Wars: The Clone Wars because my, the clone troopers are a completely different, completely different set of people. They they actually unlike stormtroopers, they questioned orders and they had morals and they. They understood what it was to have a life, even though theirs were copied over and over and over again. So let's say the stormtroopers. Yes, the stormtroopers. Yes, they look dumb. I'm okay with that. Clumsy. (laughs) Well, you know, and I actually learned. um, I mean, this is probably common knowledge, but it was nice to read it. I read it in. uh, Rise of the Rebels by Michael Cog. Um, I, I hope I said that last name right. I'm always butchering names. But anyway, uh, there was an instance where he mentioned that the stormtroopers were uh, bullies. They were recruited people who were failing out of schools, who were, you know, just had, uh, were miscreants, and they were record- recruited to be stormtroopers. So that's why you see that kind of bullying on a day-to-day basis. These are the people that are easily manipulated yes. into to believing yeah, yeah. something bad is actually good. Right, exactly. So, okay, cl- clone troopers good, stormtroopers bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's the moral. Okay. That's the, the moral. That's the division. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that is our our first first part. And I what just, did you I I just want to mention the last the, the last scene in this uh, first part is when um the ghost comes to basically rescue Ezra right, yeah. from the um, 
uh, from the Imperials. Imperials. Yeah, yeah. I loved how he took that crate. Oh and yeah, jumped. yeah. That's actually the next part. Because, you're, you're skipping ahead. Oh, <laughs> I'm just <okay>. kidding. <laughs> but but let's 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 get into part two. All right. So in the second part, we see Ezra jumping onto the ghost. This is the part that you skipped ahead to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and meet the and he meets the rebel crew in person. He and Zeb don't get off to a great start, and Zeb locks him away while while Hera does her awesome piloting to evade the Imperial TIE fighters. When Zeb goes to check on Ezra, he finds that he escaped. Uh, Ezra eventually lands in the seat of a gunner where Sabine takes over to shoot down the remaining TIE fighters before they enter hyperspace. The scene transitions back to Lothal, where Agent Callus speaks of snuffing out the rebels before a rebellion catches fire. So, yeah. So, what were you going to say with that, that crate? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, I love how he picked it up and the way he jumped, it, it showed that... He has more than just that sense. Oh, yeah. He definitely he has the reflexes. reflexes. Yeah, yeah. So it may be together, you know, they, they, they may feed out hand of each hand, other, yeah. hand in hand, but it, it shows him more than just feeling things. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He's capable of moving. Especially and, if he's able to polish it. He'll, yes. I, he can become something great. I, yes. Yeah. Whether it's a new hope, great, we don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> but he does have that potential. I also from this from the second segment that we're talking about, I really like the fact that Kanan and Hera are destined to be together, mommy, and I don't believe in your your in my theory, <laughs> your theory and that they shouldn't be together. But uh, I mean, cuz that part where they're in the cockpit and he she calls him love and <laughs> I may be reading into I it. I call I call everybody dear at work. It doesn't mean that I really hold them dear. <laughs> oh, that's true. You that's know, true. um there's figures of speech. Honestly, even with this episode, I still feel that there there is platonic. It's more like brother and sister. Don't talk to me, mommy. No, uh, I'm sorry, my <laughs> darling, but that's, that's that's my opinion. That's true. That's true. You are entitled and, um, to that opinion, although I may not like it. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, the. Callus. Callus. Yes. I'm I, bad with I, names. I like people. that. I like, I'm bad with names. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the evil the evildoers in the in the galaxy have that. They like it's cal- you know, callus as in uh, yes, C- something strong, yeah, hard, C-A-W, a yeah. yeah. And then there's uh Maul, Darth Maul, you know, <laughs> Ravage and yeah. So yeah, I really like that they play on words that way. But anyway. So um, Callus. Callus um he uh, he made me question, like, how this guy got to be at the top. Oh. <laughs> because to actually believe that his name was Java. Oh, yeah. No, you're skipping ahead again. <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah, we, we're now to the part where he gets captured. All right. So, so, <laughs> so he's coming. He's coming about snuffing the rebellion yeah, before yeah, it yeah. catches fire. Really? It's already a fire. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, I guess he's talking about it in terms of like where it's spread to the point where it's you can't control it, where it, it a number it outnumbers the rebels outnumber you. So he's trying to grab it at a point where okay, it's just these two, you know, two or three people making a scene, 
And then I want to, you know, put that scene out so that it doesn't multiply in a way. That's the fire part. But I, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's the, the idea the city's out there. Once it's out there, that's it. There's, there's no way <laughs> that's to That's true. That's a, that's a good point because, you know, you can't really... It's like a ghost, basically. That's the name yeah, of the ship. ship. You really can't can grasp, grasp it. it. It's, yeah. just, you, it's just there. I like that. I like that we just did that, Molly. We just did something pretty cool right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and let me say... I'm the first one that's gonna buy poor um uh, the monkey dude. Oh, the <laughs> I call monkey him the monkey dude. <laughs> Zeb. Zeb. <laughs> You're gonna buy him. I'm one. telling you, I'm bad with names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy him a large bottle of aspirin. Oh <laughs> because he's definitely gonna need it dealing with Ezra. This <laughs> makes you wonder. The whether... poor guy, I think, was about to pop a, ba- a bane yesterday. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> uh, it makes you wonder whether they have convenience stores in Star Wars. You know, where you, a Dwayne and Reed, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah a he, Star Wars version of that. He's gonna need a lot of aspirin. <laughs> That's a good point. He, I think he will, especially uh, get, trying to get along with Ezra, um, which, like I said, doesn't really get off to a great start. And 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 it goes to. What you mentioned and when we were look, uh, looking at the shores, mm. the fact that he is 14 years old. Yes. That's exactly what a 14-year-old does. Yes. He gives you a headache. Yeah, he, you know, crawls under your skin and, you know, bothers the hell out of you. Yeah, basically. If I could have reached <laughs> into the screen and sat him down and shaked him, like, it's stay tricky. still. <laughs> would have done it because the kid really he's a kid and, yeah, yeah and they do such a great job doing that that portraying Capturing an actual yeah. kid yeah yeah because most of the time it's a kid but then it, 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 it starts it, to you're like we talked about last time where you give them adult actions, actions and it and takes away from what that what the kid is supposed to be and even though his voice actor is in his 20s, he does a really good 14-year-old. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and I also loved the part where Ezra approached Sabine because Sabine took took over the gun. He likes her. Yes, yes. He likes I her. I love that he's like, my name's Ezra. Yeah, what's, what's yours? yours? <laughs> <laughs> and he definitely he definitely has a little thing for her and yep. um there's a Revels visual guide by Adam Bray um that I was flipping through the other day and it reminded me that that Ezra does in fact have a crush on her and she she does all that she can to ignore it. Yes. <laughs> As any, you know, she's, she's 16. She's 16 years old. Oh, she's only 16? She's on, she, but she she's probably 16. She's 16, but she's probably older than what she looks, in, in maturity-wise. Yeah. Because she's been through so, so much. much. So she definitely holds, holds herself in another, you know, in another mental, mental level. level. Well, usually girls are more mature than boys. Yeah, I mean, that's common knowledge. Sorry, guys. Sure. I know. But it's the truth. It's the truth, uh, generally. So, but um, uh, I really like that, and I hope I hope we get to see it in certain instances where she she rolls her eyes at him, or he uh, tries to give her a flower or something or something cute. I don't know, <laughs> something a fourteen year old boy would do. 
And then I, another part that I liked was Ezra's first time in space, like when he when he landed when into he, that seat. Yeah, when he looked, and, he's and like, he saw the, the I'm the in space, space, and his eyes were about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his eyes were like Boy, wide wow. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because he's a, again he's an orphan. There's no way he would have gotten some sort of transportation to you know go from planet to planet. So this is his first time being exposed to something that's bigger than him and where he's just a little speck of stardust, basically. And uh, I just I loved that, that he captures uh, what any other kid who's watching the TV, of the, who's watching the show, uh, what they would think of space. space. So it's, it's capturing... The wonder. What, yes, it's capturing that. Because everyone, everyone always... You know, looks up to the sky, and we're like, "Oh my God, what a, you know, what, to what go would up it there. be like? Yeah, how would it feel?" And I think he he does a really great job of capturing that. Yeah. And and those are my favorite, the my favorite instances of that of that segment. Uh, did you have any others? No, just when he looks at her. And says, yes, my name it's is Ezra. Ezra. <laughs> it's so cute. I, and like I said, I really want to see more of that. Okay, so in the third part, we see the team go back to Lothal's Tarkin Town, where they distribute food to the locals. There, Hera and Kanan talk to Sicatro Vizago uh, about the enslaved Wookiees. Ezra goes back to the ghost and sneaks off into Kanan's quarters, where he takes the Jedi holocron and lightsaber. After being caught in the act, Ezra hands over the lightsaber to Kanan, but keeps the holocron. The group meet together to talk about the Wookiees, and together they embark on the mission to save them. And the, at the coordinates that Vizago gave them, the rebels discover that it's a trap. It's a trap! <laughs> Uh, Ezra goes to warn them there's a shootout and just when they're about to escape Ezra's captured by Agent Callus and left behind to me these are the moments that are gonna get him to the point where I'm not alone I'm not in this world alone I'm not here just to take care of myself right there's something more out there there's something else i can be doing right rather than just surviving on my own looking after myself and only myself right and and like i was saying about ezra's force abilities i think they're super it's super impressive because he managed to find that lightsaber and the holocron all the way outside and like it just he just senses it and i feel like his abilities I honestly think he's stronger than Kanan. Even though we haven't seen much of Kanan and his abilities, I, I I have a feeling that Ezra has more potential or is more tapped into what being a Jedi is all about. And I, Ezra doesn't really realize it, and that's why he's so open to it and like a, basically an open channel. But Kanan, I feel, with all his insecurities, because what Kanan was when he was younger, he, you know, he had a master and everything, and then Order 66 happened. So his master died trying to uh, to save him, to make him go and run away. So he's lived this life on his own, moving from planet to planet, um, you know, never really sticking around. And, you know, he's always been 
trying to find a way to hide who he is. So not just recently, uh, in the past couple of years, he's starting to get back into what being a Jedi, Jedi is about. So, wow. so he's rusty. He and you can see it because you can. And we'll yeah, in about, his in his, uh, his lightsaber. lightsaber. You, yeah, it, I was gonna very, say that he's it, very tight. Yeah, in it's front up of to his him. chest. chest yeah, yes. like a like a little kid would when defending himself. And it's because he never received that proper training. He only had the basics. And, and like at, at the uh, even though it's pretty cool to see him bust out the lightsaber, at the same time, I feel kind of sad because he doesn't. Because you can see it. You and I love that animation. The fact that you can see how rough he is, and how and you can see the kid in him. That never really got to be what he wanted to be when he was younger. And it makes me cry. <laughs> it gives me all the feels. So, yeah, I, I really liked that. I, that Ezra, I think, uh, definitely has more more potential. And yeah. I, I'm interested to see where it would go. Whether, whether even Kanan could get jealous. Who knows? Whether he could, you know, see his own Padawan outdo him or in, in certain aspects. So it makes you wonder what Kanan was Kanan himself is capable of, of feeling when it comes to seeing another person excel in something that he couldn't, he, couldn't. He, he couldn't because of the fact that he had to hide. Oh, my my heart. <laughs> but um and then another point that that um was really striking about this segment was when Ezra was left behind, you know. Ez- oh my God! When he was caught, I almost I could have punched Seb. Oh, you wanted to punch yes. Zeb? Yeah, I felt that it was his fault. <laughs> yeah, because he had pushed him. He had yes. pushed him back to get and himself first. Be- yes, and it was like you moron. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I was I was mad with Seb. I knew because it has to be part of the development of the story that they were going to come back for him. But like at that very moment, I was like, you oh felt my it. God. Your heart sank. Oh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I will end you. <laughs> yeah, you. I really felt the, uh, the, the emptiness and the loneliness when Ezra saw that door close. And... Uh, it goes to to his state of mind as well. Yeah, because he was he wasn't forced, but emotionally he was twisted into going and help them. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. Go them save the, them, Ezra. And give yeah, them the message. Hera you know? was like motivating him yeah. and and pushing him. And then him. he comes to this point and he sees them just leave, leave and. No expectations, no, no, no idea of what's gonna happen. It's like they just left me. Yeah. I came to help them, and they just left me. Yeah, that so, that really hits you. Yeah, and, and it makes you wonder: Is he gonna end up doing the right thing later on? Right, you know, right. because at that moment, anything can happen. Right, right. And there was that one line that he says, they're not going to come for me. People don't do that. Yeah. Because all his life, he's, you know... That's what's happened to him. Exactly. People don't really reach out to him or help him. Just, and that's what he's been accustomed to to feel and to see. And his relationships don't really reflect that. And and to see this team 
that he could. And I feel like even though he was resisting a bit, I feel like he could. Uh, he was sort of thinking about it. Like maybe I could get along with these people. But then that happens, and you're like, oh, here it goes stab like, in the heart. It. Yeah, yeah. And that really got to me because then the and then again, this the music is composed by Kevin Kiner, who's an absolute genius at combining his tastes and John Williams's soundtracks from the movies. And there, there's the there's like a sort of like a very somber. I don't even think there is music at that. I don't even remember. I've seen it like a million times, and I don't remember. But it it really hits you the silence, and it's just like oh that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That was in heartburn. It, it just really hurt. <laughs> and just to go back a little bit before that, I really loved the uh, when he pretended to be a Wookiee. <laughs> like, haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? The 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 little theater where I sat to to watch the screening, the, the people burst out laughing because it was it's such genuine humor. It's not there to. They do a good job. A good job of that. Are uh, you right? Of, yeah. Of. Uh, putting the the right words at the right time that are going to make you just break into a laugh. Right, right. It's Even not if forced. it's a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't help it. You have to. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not like there's a difference between little little kids humor Silly humor. Yeah, silly humor. humor is silly yeah. humor. But it's also not like adult humor where it's like only adults get it and the kids don't. But this is like right where it's references that you anyone can enjoy and anyone who can get it can will will laugh. And uh, my other favorite scene was the the, the scene where they lift They're up zero, zero, zero G. Zero gravity. Yeah. That was pretty freaking awesome because it's you know you're there's the anticipation is building they're running and you don't know what's going to happen you know everything goes off everyone's floating <laughs> trying to catch <laughs> trying up to, to each other yeah like what just happened sort of a thing and uh and that was pretty neat that was a really cool uh a getaway scene basically so in the fourth part we see Zeb guilt-ridden for leaving Ezra behind and while Ezra himself is locked up in an imperial holding cell uh, the team vote and decide to go back to save him. Meanwhile, our young hero Ezra manages to open the holocron, and Obi Wan <laughs> and Obi Wan Kenobi's message appears. He then tricks the guards and easily escapes. The team and Ezra meet up, blowing up a hole in the hangar, and uh, before heading off to save the Wookies at the spice mines of Kessel. So, <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite line. Is Java. So yes, Java. <laughs> Like really? Are you that stupid? I know. I honestly, and it seemed so genuine. I don't know whether it was being sarcastic, sarcastic or genuine. And, yeah. and I think that's that's partly um, the voice actor's performance. And it's just it just really cracks you up because it, yeah. you can't get, you don't know which one it is, but it's just so funny to to throw that Java line in there. And then, then there's the Obi-Wan part that follows right after that, which is pretty cool because I actually, when I was re-watching it, I noticed that the uh, the camera, or I guess you can say camera, focuses on his uh, forehead. Forehead. Because so it's showing that he's like thinking, thinking concentrated. Yeah, and medit like get meditating, I guess you yeah. could say. So then that's what uh, triggers. triggers the the holocron to open. So I thought that was pretty neat because I didn't notice that before, where it was focusing on his forehead. And the same thing happens later on with Caleb. Okay. Ca- <gasps> 
Ma, you know, Caleb is actually his real name. Oh, really? You, you see, said, I'm not good with names. <laughs> no, I confuse names. I love how you said that. And you hadn't, and obviously, this name is from Star Wars A New Dawn. Hopefully, you've read it. If not, that, sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> that was pretty cool that you picked up on that and you hadn't read the book before. <laughs> so, Kanan. Kanan, yes. He, there's actually a scene with Kanan where he does the same thing. Yes, but that's towards the very Man. end. But he's 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 doing it purposefully. Yeah. Whereas whereas Ezra, I feel like he's more open minded, and he wasn't even really focused. Maybe he was. He's like stupid holocron in the back of his mind. But I feel like his open mindedness is what helped him open that the holocron. Message, yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, once he finds out what this holocron's about, he tries to escape. <laughs> And the two story. I love oh, how he's like I my, love that my, escape. my like, uncle. I'm gonna tell my uncle, uncle. the emperor, that <laughs> you guys aren't Wait doing it. And they are so. My God! Again, they, it emphasizes it. it emphasizes your point about them not really thinking first, first. before they act. So yeah, they open they it. They open it, and here he goes. Bye, guys! And then he just leaves. What adds to the humor again is the fact that the two. Stormtroopers look at each other and they're like, crap. That just happened. <laughs> that just happened and now we're stuck in here. And you hear it later on when they when call When they call the Callus yeah. and, and, and give them the news. Like, you can hear the, like, uh, I don't really want to say what just... <laughs> but this is what happened and... We don't know how he happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was pretty cool that a 14-year-old smarted them. And and when he picks up the helmet, that was very smart. The helmet for when he was Communication. listening. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he was escaping through the... Yeah, so that he knows what's up. It's because yeah. he doesn't want to get captured again. So, yeah, he's a smart kid. And I really like that about him. It's, it's street smart. It's It's survival. Yes. And, um, and he knows that they're going to be communicating... So he needs to, to know where they're where going, they're going where? so that he can go the opposite way. And I also love the in relation to that when he when he comes in where he pretends to be, to he's like LS one two three, <laughs> and it just it makes you laugh because again it's where he just made up one two three and nobody realizes, realizes that this is not a proper code name. Oh this, yeah, this is not. I mean, everybody just takes it as. Yes, okay. Even Callus himself, he just took it. And I'm just, I just couldn't help but laugh. And that's what makes Ezra that, so That likeable. shows you, if you have confidence, you can make anybody believe whatever, whatever you, you want. want them to yeah, believe. Exactly. And that's what being a con artist is all about. And he knows how to, how to charm and how to get his way by just using his brain. So yeah, and then Sabine uses that awesome spray paint that turns out to be like yeah, an explosive. explosive. And it's like, well, I I love that because it's not just art. It's actual, it's something that she can use against the Empire in addition to just making a statement. So it just blew up a hole in that hangar and everyone, everything's just being sucked out. I feel bad for those storm. Again, I feel bad for the stormtroopers that <laughs> got caught in that, That's those poor souls. And then Ezra lets them know where the Wookiees are. And then they're off on their way to the Spice Mines of Kessel. Is this the part where they're making the decision or they haven't made the decision yet? To go and save the Wookiees? Yes. Yeah, this is the part where they go and save, they make the decision. Did you notice um, 
the interaction between them when they were talking. Mm. Then and Ezra is in the background, and it's him who ends up saying, "You know what? Okay, so we're doing this." Right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's the one who's like, "Let's go, let's uh -huh. do this." Um, you know, I you know might as well go all the no way. way. And yeah, it shows that you know again he's he's in it. Might as well get through it. And I think it's also because he's interested. He he he's willing to do something even though part of him is like oh, i really don't want to put myself in this situation again because what if they leave me behind again so yeah he's the one who's to suggest it and that's pretty cool oh and just to, to go back on, on another thing now that we're talking about making decisions and voting when they were voting to go back and save ezra i liked that chopper voted voted, <laughs> voted to save him now i wonder This, did he really vote it or because nobody else understands him? <laughs> she took advantage of it. That's a good it. point. And I think, I honestly think he did vote for Both, Ezra. Yes, for Ezra. his expression. Yeah, when he pulled out the two prongs. Yeah, when he, it was that, I'm gone, yeah, I'm with you, I'm, I'm going. Exactly, yeah. And and then it was up to Kanan to make the decision. decision. And honestly, I think he made the decision because he suspected that Ezra had force abilities. Because if it, I, I'm pretty sure that if Ezra didn't, they could have left him because he's just a regular kid. But him having those abilities, it could have you know caused something. Well, actually, I don't know if you if you noticed this, but in the prior scenes that we were discussing, when he finds the lifesaver, yeah, and the what's the name, the the holocron, Kanan and Hera come and get him in there i think they already knew oh the, the, you mean that they yeah, suspected it, it? It, it yeah when when he left oh well i think when he, he left with the uh chromo the, the holocron the holocron i'm telling yes. you i'm bad with names <laughs> when he left with it and he gave back the the lightsaber i think they already knew he had it yeah no and that's why that's why kanan said now we'll see Sort yes, of thing, cause exactly. Because he kind of knew. So they were already suspecting yeah. that yeah. he had some type of ability. And I also think that's partly also because uh, Chopper had passed by when he was trying to break into the to yeah. the to the room. So I'm pretty sure Chopper relayed the information. information. Look, he's breaking <laughs> in. I, I have no doubt, but. But yeah, I could see that that they did suspect they, they already, and I'm sure. Yeah, Kanan did because he saw the. The, the him moving the crate onto the thing that way, so he definitely had something special. And being that he also has that ability, he kind of sensed it himself. And in the fifth and final part, we see the team arrive to save the Wookies. In the chaos, the young Wookie Kitwar flees to safety, and a stormtrooper follows. Uh, Kanan reveals his true identity as a Jedi, while Ezra goes to save Kitwar. The ghost and Kanan save them, and father and son are reu reunited. Ezra's taken back home, but Kanan recommends that he joins him. In the end, Kanan opens the holocron himself, and Obi-Wan's full message plays, speaking of how a new hope would emerge at a later point in time. Can we just say that Kidwar is the most adorable Wookiee Wookie ever? Because <laughs> it's, it's, he's just so cute, and I adore him. And uh, and I love his little his little Wookiee growl. Oh. So so. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was also that part when they're landing on on um, on this planet, and 
they're about to go out and face danger. And Zeb tells Ezra, try not to get dead. Don't want to carry your body, body out. out. And you see Ezra's very sad expression and it's it's sad to put a 14 year old in that in circumstance that circle, yeah whereas Ahsoka in Star Wars The Clone Wars she was also 14 when she was put in the middle of a war but I felt like she was mentally in a different state so she knew what she was getting into she was training to be a Jedi yeah. Knight I it's a different thing to see poor Ezra who's Never really, probably never dealt with anything like this. To no be violence, put in, no. Yeah, this, maybe the occasional, you know, scuffle. Scuffled, yeah. But to be put in a situation and then here, I don't want to carry your body out. It really puts death on the forefront of your mind. and It made me want to just... Again, slap, slap Zeb. Zeb. <laughs> like Hera, I remember when she's like, Gara Zeb, Zeb Aurelius. <laughs> It sounded like a Hispanic mom. A Hispanic mom. <laughs> like you, yeah. yeah. I, I To this day, when someone calls out my name, my full name, I, I feel like someone's calling me. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's a pretty scary thing when your full name gets called out. Uh, poor Ezra being put into that situation and... I don't know. I, I felt bad for him to to hear that because you never know. He could di- he could have died, died. and then, and then what then? And then Kanan revealed himself finally uh, with his awesome lightsaber. But the the way he the way they did it is like um, plan. Uh, like he 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 gave a, a code name. Oh yeah, plan, pick like, up twenty two or something. Up, uh, yeah, and it was like okay. And then uh, I think it was Seb who says, don't worry, kid, you'll see it. Ezra said, um, care to fill me in on the plan? plan? And then Kanan said, kid, I'm about to fill everyone in on the plan. So it makes you wonder. Obviously, he had to have told Sabine and Zeb that he was a Jedi. Because for him to reveal himself at that moment and them not know... That no, they they definitely oh they knew, knew but, As a but can crew, you they, they knew exactly because they're a team so they have to know the ins and outs of who they are and maybe not everything because I doubt they each of them knows their their detailed backgrounds and how they got to that point where they're rebelling against the empire but they definitely have to know and trust each other and know the basics of each other and being a Jedi is a very essential part of Kanan so they have to know what he's capable of. So it, it would be it would have been interesting to see whether they had a, a different perspective if they hadn't known. Like, to have them go, what sort of a thing? <laughs> that would have been interesting. But then it would have put a It would have put the dynamic strain. in a different way. Yeah. yeah, in a different way. Because, because it's like, you should have told us. You, you know, We didn't know that we were hanging out with a freaking Jedi these past couple of years. But uh, that was just a what-if thing that came up in my mind. But... Uh, but uh, yeah, obviously they knew, and he pulls out, you know, his his lightsaber. He has a, you know, put it together because he's, you know, he's in hiding. He doesn't he doesn't want to carry the whole thing in one piece, so he has to break it apart. But did you notice how, even though the, at this point the Empire has uh, taken down all the Jedi and they're in control, the sole mention or, or the sole knowledge. That there is a Jedi right. out there 
makes them nervous. Yeah. The stormtroopers got They're nervous. Like, they was like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. And then and the Wookiees were kind of shocked to see it, see too. It. So it's a striking image to see a Jedi because it, it held of something. What it, it, it of what it something. represents. Yeah. And it, it was awesome to see that reaction. And he hesitated, Callus, when he said, focus your aim mm. on, the, on, the, the, on the Jedi. And he could like he couldn't believe it himself Self that he was saying those words <laughs> like what this is not what I woke up to do today. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ship a few supplies to Lothal. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> just uh, snuff some rebellion before it wait, became before a fire. <laughs> and uh, obviously and it's not it. panning out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Ezra goes to save little Kitwar. And again, you see that reflex. He made that huge leap, leap. in the yes. air, and that's a that's a you know a force leap. A Jedi can only do something like that. So uh, that was pretty pretty cool. That you keep seeing these things, and you rarely see Kanan do it because again, there's those insecurities in there. And uh, so it was cool to see that. And then the poor stormtrooper falls to to what you think <laughs> is his death, and then poor Callus also falls over. And then, I shouldn't even say poor Callus, because freaking Callus pushed the man to his death, the stormtrooper. Oh, because he pointed out there <laughs> another moment said. of humor. It's like, wow, he was really a Jedi or yeah, something like that. Is that your first time seeing, seeing a, a Jedi, Jedi? sir? And, and then he just kicked him. And I thought, again, it's humor, but then it's such morbid humor because it, you, he literally kicked someone to their death. When you thought they were, they had still a chance to live, and I just thought that was hilariously not cool. <laughs> uh, and then you know Ezra and 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 the team go off into space, and I thought that was really cool that scene where they're all together. You know how yes. the end of each movie. There's, There's that, that iconic, iconic scene, scene, and then the it, that closes out with that circle, the yes. circle thingy. <laughs> That's what I call it, the circle thingy. And then uh, Kanan goes to you know tell Ezra, "I want you to join me and join the dark side. We have cupcakes, you sort have, of thing. <laughs> you, you you have uh, two choices. You can either stay here, yeah, keep on living the way you are, or you can come with me and maybe learn something, right." We can both learn something is basically what I think he's trying to get at. Because it's, you know, you what is it the saying that you, you learn by teaching? teaching. I, I really think this is his opportunity to hone his own skills while teaching Ezra how to deal with his own abilities. And then finally, uh, that it's such a beautiful scene where he's in his room uh, on his own Canaan. And he opens up the holocron and Obi-Wan comes up again. And you don't think there's going to be more because you thought you already heard the message. Is, but yeah. the, uh, the message. The message had more to say. Had, had more to it. And it was such a hopeful message because it was such a, a, a saddening time. All these Jedi falling to their deaths. And it, it just didn't seem like a very optimistic future, obviously. So to, to hear that and you... Uh, it just made me cry, honestly, because 
the actor who voiced Obi-Wan is also the same actor, James Arnold Taylor, who voiced Obi-Wan in, the, in Star Wars The Clone Wars. I was going to say his voice. Not Sounded familiar. familiar. Yeah. yeah, it's the same guy. So it's it, it just, it got to you because, you know, Clone Wars ended in a very Order 66 kind of way. It was executed, basically. Yeah. You didn't really get more of it. But then, you know, you kind of have that hope of something new, and that's Star Wars Rebels. But at the same time, it's they're talking about Luke. Luke. So uh, it, it really got to me, and I was choked up, and <laughs> I still kind of cry a bit. Um, and if you didn't cry, you don't have no heart. <laughs> Ma, you have no heart. <laughs> oh, come on. I've cried enough in my life, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. Just one tear, Ma. That's all I ask. <laughs> Okay, I'll try and force it, force it next time. <laughs> okay. So did you have any other any other tidbits to add? No, that it, that's basically it. And I have mentioned it before, that the scene where he, he does the same thing that Kate, um, Ezra does to open the holocron. Right. Uh, it struck, struck me very, not odd, but... Surprising because even though I have seen the fact that he didn't have the full Jedi abilities that we will expect of a Jedi of an adult at, at his age, which right. mm-hmm. he should, when he's in that scene, you can see in his face the sorrow. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I'm so alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I have hope right. of anything? And it, it goes to the ability of these uh, illustrators. It's, it's amazing. And again, sorry for those of you who don't like it. <laughs> sorry, but, not sorry. <laughs> but it, they really do an awesome job with the illustration. Yeah, and capturing you, those emotions. You see the hairs move when they're supposed to move. The eyes open when they're supposed to open. <laughs> the smiles, the the, sneakers, the little the, subtle, the, the little micro, you know, expressions. expressions that that make the scene. Because in the, at that moment, it was the sorrow in his face that caught me more than what um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was, was saying. saying. It was that feeling of, oh, my God, he's so alone. He's, yeah. you know. And and it's amazing. I, I I'm really impressed. I really like it. I'm I'm looking forward to watching more. I agree. I agree. I I can't wait to find out more about this show. And there's there's certainly more to to be had because we I, I don't even know how many how many episodes. Apparently, there's supposed to be sixteen. There's twenty two or there's twenty three. I don't even know. But however many there are, you're gonna be with me all the way. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so to so that's it for tonight. Uh, stay tuned for our next Rebels chat when we'll discuss the episode "Droids in Distress." And make sure to visit thewookiegunner.com for all things Star Wars and Fangirl. And Ma, just so that you know, "Droids in Distress" is where R two and and three PO come into Yay! play. So that's gonna be fun because <laughs> you you see you see R two and and. Uh, chopper butt heads oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be a fun one um so as always may the force be with you always